welcome to Into the Wormhole, a brand new Star Trek podcast with me, Larissa Maestro, and my number one, Lauren Lowen. Yay! Hello. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Star Trek, which is our favorite franchise. Yes. Absolutely. And there's a lot of Star Trek to go over. There's There's literally decades of material to talk about. Yeah, and some of it I've forgotten, which is a little embarrassing, but I feel like it's like going to the gym. Like Star Trek fans, we have to, you know, we have your leg day, you have your arm day, you have like your Voyager day, you have your your TNG day. And yes, yeah. yes. And then you work out new muscle groups, like your discovery group. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've forgotten so much stuff and then gone back. It's amazing. There's so many topics to cover. We're going to talk about transporter accidents. We're going to talk about holodeck malfunctions. We're going to talk about love on the holodeck. Oh, it's so good. When it happens, it's so good. And and can we be honest? Like, if that existed right now, everybody would be on the holodeck, basically. It having was, some sort of, we'll say romance. We could say romance. Use or we your could imagination. Also, but. <laughs> we could say Pornhub. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We still don't know what Riker does on the holodeck by himself. I know. There is the episode with, oh, who's Jean Grey? Oh, Famke Jansen. Yes, yes. Her episode where she shows up and she basically makes everyone hot and heavy. Yeah. And and Riker's like, I'll be on holodeck for And I kind (laughs) of wish it was a running joke that, like, when she runs in the wharf, wharf is just like, I'll be on holodeck (laughs) for And then just every man or woman that she meets is just like, at the end of the episode, everyone's in holodeck (laughs) for That would be incredible. I did really, I really loved how that was just like a, here we go. I just got really horny and now I got to go take care of it. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, we talk about fun things like that. Very scholarly things. Yeah, we're professionals. (laughs) (laughs) We have degrees in in not Star Trek. No, but what is interesting is that you're a professional musician and I'm a professional illustrator. Like we do these things for a living and I think Star Trek fans do get the yeah, cliche or stereotype of always going to like some sort of STEM subject, like yes. science, tech, engineering, mathematics, you know, they become astronauts. But I think it's really cool that we do come from uh, what people would say more artistic. Not that I want to say you can't be a scientist, obviously, or a mathematician and mm-hmm. be creative because I think we're all problem solvers, Trekkies. But I think there's something really cool, even just the few conversations we've had about your perspective of music in Star Trek or even more mm-hmm. so actors trying to play music in Star Trek that obviously aren't musicians. I cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> so we have we have a game. We want to introduce you to how silly this podcast is going to be. There are plenty of Star Trek podcasts there out are. there in the, the world. A lot of amazing ones. I really, get, really yeah. great ones. I listen to several. I'll shout out to Women at Warp. I'm going to shout out to Mission Log. Those are official Roddenberry Star Trek podcasts, but uh, I'm, I mean, they're, they're serious. They're talking about serious things and we're probably going to talk about some serious stuff as well, but like, this is going to be a very fun nerd time. Not that those other things can't be fun, but yeah, they have fun. I'm curious. How have you been describing this to family and friends? Like the tone of the podcast? I've just been telling them I'm going to talk about Star Trek and then they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) I've been telling people that you or other people I know were at a bar, we're at a party, 
And Star Trek just comes up. And before you know it, we've had this really awesome 30 minute, 45 minute conversation about characters or episodes and realizing that it's a lot of fun and we hope it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so kind of bringing that to this podcast format. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's meant to hopefully you'll have fun chatting with us. And maybe if you don't if you don't know much about Star Trek, you'll listen to this and be like, maybe Star Trek is fun because guess what it's really fun it is yeah on that note just to show how not serious we are (laughs) so i asked larissa i gave her a prompt basically a few days ago and i said okay i need you to write fake episode descriptions like you would see if you're looking these up now on netflix and they have like one or two sentences i say write down some fake episode descriptions for Star Trek episodes that don't exist. The twist, though, is that all of these episodes end up on worst Star Trek episode lists. <laughs> so we're purposely trying to come up with what would be some of the worst TNG. Well, not just TNG, but Star yeah. Trek episodes. I think all of mine are actually TNG. Just I've because got, I feel I've got like... some other... Okay. Yeah. Uh, because this was my wacky idea, should I go first or should I let you go first as sort of the guest of honor in the game? I want to hear yours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm all so right. excited. Some of them, I have to admit, I realize like, oh, damn it. They already actually kind of did that on Star Trek. But we'll see. <laughs> same okay, here, same this, here. <laughs> this is one of my favorites that I came up with. After the majority of a group of visiting Trill are tragically killed on the Enterprise, Crusher must put all the symbionts into one surviving Trill host. <laughs> By the way, this one guest stars uh, Sam Neill, I think, <laughs> before Jurassic Park. Oh, God, it's like an entire Trill City. It's like inside one person. I wanted to say eight. I was like, eight Trill and one host. (laughs) But I was like, that's really gross. And that we have like a body horror episode we've talked about. That's like severe body horror. Like, like, does does he have like a huge, like, beer belly full of Trill symbionts? See, that's the problem is it's like, okay, I was like, maybe we'll cut it at like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a little, how many can feasibly fit in there? bloated, but not like to the point where it's like, rah. So, and so like, yeah. how that's... do they get along in there? They're, they're like all shoved up next to each other. They're used to just being alone in a human. Well, obviously, <laughs> trill, I mean. there's a lot of like split personality type things that could happen. This um, is but... like Sam Neill's acting dream. <laughs> <laughs> but... But actually, part of me is like, I feel like that could be a fun episode where there's like a mystery to be solved, like someone murdered so-and-so. And we find out that Atreil has like two symbionts and, and doesn't know. Ooh, I would so watch that. So I don't know. But that's, that's yeah, the idea of just like a ridiculous too many of them. <laughs> too many Trill. Yeah, that's that's the episode. Too many Trill. Yeah, too many Trill. Exclamation point. Too many Rikers. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> So, so that's okay. That's one of mine. Uh, oh God, I let's, love it so much. Let's hear you. Okay, uh, Counselor Troy decides to organize a Galentine's Day get together on the holodeck, oh my gosh. but things don't go as planned when the Chippendales dancer simulation malfunctions and they end up surrounded by several fully functional Commander Data strippers. Oh gosh! All of mine are wow dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of fistful of Datas. And then I was thinking of uh, Naked Now, Naked Time, whichever one it is, <laughs> <laughs> where he, like, gets drunk 
on with that virus and he and Lieutenant Yard do it. And then I was like, what if it was just a bunch of Danas just like Well it's kind of how uncomfortable would that be for like Rolaren? Oh man. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Galentine's though, because that's kind of close to one of my ideas. Mm. Which was uh I, I love this. It's the shortest one on here, but Data goes to prom. <laughs> He's been part of a wedding. He's been part of a relationship. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, seeking out human interactions. It's like, I am going to go to prom. I mean, honestly, hilarity ensues. you can just drop data into any like human social situation and just let it play out. And it's pretty much right. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. But I, I again, this this would be a horrible episode that should never happen. I remember him talking to Wesley about the Sadie Hawkins dance at Starfleet Academy and just, how it was awkward. Like, I remember that being like a very short conversation when, like some episode where Wesley like comes back as a cadet or something. Oh my gosh! See, look again. It's like here I am thinking like <laughs> that's why I was but, trying to make all of mine so stupid, right? And then you're like, oh my god, that actually kind of oh that kind of happened. There's so <laughs> there is so much Star Trek in the world. A lot of these things probably happened. Okay, what's another one of yours? One of my shorter ones is <laughs> Odo Worf. Miles and Rolaren are stuck in a turbo lift and everyone is grumpy. That sounds like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Just everyone's like pissed. Yeah. Miles is like rolling up his sleeves and he like doesn't know how to fix Although, it. Although he got stuck in an elevator with Luxana Troy. Oh, that's true. There was that whole thing. And that was a really sweet <laughs> It is actually. Scene, I really like, I actually really like yeah. Luxana's Deep Space Nine episodes. Me too. I think yeah. they're like more expansive. But yeah, I was just thinking like who are the most mostest grumpiest people to be stuck in an to elevator be stuck with. in an elevator with, and that's what I thought of. I just feel like they would all be so mad. Well, and I I like how in this version Ro comes back. Yeah, is that because she was originally supposed to be Kira's she, position, yeah. or is she like back as like a guest? I mean, honestly, I was just like, she is so grumpy. <laughs> I just want to see who punches someone first. Is it Ro Laren or is it Worf? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to say Ro, actually. I feel like you're right. Yeah. I feel like Worf could contain his anger better than she could. Yeah. I think Worf would definitely punch the wall. Yeah. He'd try, to, he'd try to open the doors with his arms. You know? Yes. He'd be like, Arr! But Ro would like, be the first one, I feel like, to throw a punch at somebody. Yeah. Who's, oh, yeah. Was it just the three of them or was there a fourth person? Miles. And Miles. <laughs> Miles must suffer. Yeah, he's just there because Miles must suffer. Yeah, always. Okay, another one of mine, which, again, I was like, ha-ha. And then I thought, oh, my God, they actually kind of did this. After a transporter accident, the consciousness of the crew must be stored in data, resulting in Brent Spiner doing impressions of the other actors for 45 minutes. It's basically a one-man show of yes. Brent Spiner just imitating and impersonating the rest of the crew. I... I'm here for that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I mean, depending on how it's written, could be a terrible episode, but also, like, just let Brent, Brent Spiner do whatever he wants. I feel like he kind of does that at conventions. Yeah. Like, when he just, yeah, does Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he does Patrick um, Stewart. But here's all the, the thing I'm fully acknowledging that's a little bit of a ripoff of Our Man Bashir, which we were just talking about. Yeah. Where in Deep Space Nine, that's when basically they lose everyone, the transporter, and they have to put them in the holodeck program, the, uh, um, you know, James Bond. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the James Bond one and Bashir and Garrick are in there. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like that one, actually. Yeah, but um, they're all themselves true. playing well, care- It's not true. L- the, the difference is Brent Spiner. Um, there is an episode 
however, in Voyager, where um, Cherry Ryan is seven of nine, she has to put the doctor into her Borg implant. Yeah. And so she spends like the whole episode or a good portion of it, like pretending to be Robert Picardo, Picardo playing the doctor. Yes. Yeah. So again, it's like once again, trying to think of silly premises and being like, oh, that actually yeah. was kind of done. I thought she did a great job at that, by the way. I remember a little bit of it. I need to revisit that episode. I feel like my memory of it is that she nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have another one. Okay. A new drink from some random planet suddenly appears in the replicator at Quark's and becomes a bestseller. Curious, Quark himself tries it and discovers it has psychedelic properties. Can Odo control the space rave that has taken over oh my the God. promenade? I will absolutely watch that. <laughs> Is it a flaming mo? That's the only question I have. <laughs> it could be For... like I feel like my in my imagination it has some kind of like smoke or like fire in it. It's like some kind of ridiculous dumb party drink yes. but it makes everyone go insane and then like Odo straight man is just walking around with all of these people like basically on Bonnaroo drugs just like running around the promenade crazy mu- weird alien music happening everywhere people barfing in corners and Odo is oh. the only one that like the whole bridge crew has had it everyone's just like losing their minds I just I love that idea I, yeah no I, I mean if you think about it again like talking about the naked now and um, maybe even the game where Wesley... Oh, yeah, where there's somebody that's yeah. the straight man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. There's somebody, yeah, and everyone else has lost their shit. And um, no, I would I would absolutely... Yeah, like Jadzia it... would be like one of the first people to just like have too much of it. And yes. she's just like partying, like I agree. bonkers partying. And she like pulls Kira in. She's like, you gotta try this new drink. <laughs> I feel like it should be Odo and Quark. I feel like Quark's trying to run the business, so he shouldn't have it. Uh, or maybe he yeah. doesn't have enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, because I, I like the and they have to dynamic. They have to team up, and they hate yeah. each other, but they love each other, but they hate each other. So, love yeah, it. that would be fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I have two more. One of mine is Riker must go undercover in an illegal alien Ambo Jitsu tournament I already to love it. foil an assassination pilot. Or plot, excuse <laughs> I, me. I already love it. <laughs> I love it. Riker un- undercover. That's wonderful. Just for more of those ridiculous outfits. You can definitely tell this was an error era of American Gladiator. It's like they put all the gear together. Yeah. Like just some one magnet sucked all the athletic gear <laughs> from all corners of the world into one outfit. Just <laughs> and then they have blinders on, which is like the best thing. It's just it's like, yeah, they just put more on there. It's yeah, like, exactly. The production designers give like, them sure. more shit. <laughs> it's the future. They would have everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh did you have I have another one, yeah. Okay. A malfunction causes all the replicators on the Enterprise to produce only Lieutenant Worf's favorite food and drink. Can the crew survive on prune juice and gah? <laughs> Just a boring-ass episode. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like that'd be one of those um, thing where it's like paired with an exciting like A story, B story. And then at the end, it would dovetail nicely somehow. Oh, yeah. Like the B story would be like, why Lieutenant Worf's? They, like it would be like there's like some kind of like thing in there there's like a life form in there or something I don't know yeah there's got to be something like completely threatening it's all Alexander's fault yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, poor oh. Alexander okay so my my last one is uh, the crew members of the Enterprise are confused when childhood pets start to mysteriously appear on the ship including Captain Picard's horse <sighs> which again I thought was silly but then I realized like you know he he actually does go. In the holodeck, at least, with the horses. So yeah, that wouldn't be much of a reveal. But yeah, I just like the idea of like his horse just kind of like 
being following like, Picard. Yeah, like he's just his horse is just in his ready room, slightly, slightly looking like splayed eyes, like chewing some hay, just kind of yeah. always being there awkwardly. Oh God. Just anything that's really inconvenient. When when Picard is like very inconvenienced by something, it is hilarious. <laughs> Because he's also, like, trying to be polite and be, like... He's very, like, Kermit the Frog in that way. He's just trying to keep this whole act together. Yeah. Oh, God, I love him so much. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. There we go. Here are some of our... Here are some, some uh, ideas for y'all at CBS All right? Access. <laughs> for, for purposely bad... You know, I hear they're working on Picard season two, so maybe they can uh, take a few of these gems. I mean, come on, are we are we getting Worf back at some point? I know Guinan's coming back. What's we? Yeah. I don't have anything with Guinan. I don't have anything. I mean, I feel like Guinan would be at Valentine's Day. <laughs> I think she would have the most fun at Valentine's Day. Yeah, she knows how to have fun. She's serious, but I yeah. would totally have a drink of Guinan. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. She's not good. She's like not uptight about anything. Yeah. Pick her brain. Well, yeah. So there's a little sneak peek at how. Oh, boy. Lucky you. <laughs> Lucky you. Into the wormholes coming your way. <laughs> the wormholes opening. Uh, uh... <laughs> 60 seconds to gamma. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Find us in the collective at intothewormhole.show, on Instagram at intothewormhole.podcast. Into the Wormhole is brought to you by We Own This Town. An alien, but that turns out not to be an alien, bites him in the transporter, and then he doesn't tell anyone about it. Yeah.